Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dotchis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Stephanie and I had such an amazing experience last week. We went to Healing Elements Yoga and Massage Studio in St. Anthony Park, which is really on the cusp of um, St. Paul and Minneapolis. And we went there and we took just a wonderful yoga class. We each had our you know, own massages. I had like an integrated massage, which I've never had before. And the therapist was so wonderful. What, what did you have? I had a deep tissue and I had so much inflammation going on in my body. It was wonderful, wonderful. Probably one of the best massages I've had. Um, it's such a welcoming community too, Marnie. Like we sat before our massage and yoga class and we had tea. They have like a little, you know, tea coffee shop area and a retail space. Which had the cutest little things. Like I could just spend time kind of browsing around in there. Yes. And um, it was just, it's such an authentic place. Like you really could feel that welcoming community and... Um, just inclusiveness and connectedness, really. And they have so many different services they offer. They have all different kinds of yoga classes, meditation classes, massage therapy. They're doing workshops and special events. And you can actually sign up to be a, have like a massage membership. So if you are someone that... Which is so cool. Yes. So Healing Elements has an amazing offer for all of our listeners. First-time customers can receive a one week of unlimited yoga classes for free and $15 off a massage treatment. Head on over to our show notes and you'll get the promo code. You can either book online or you can call the studio. I cannot wait to go back. Either can I. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Today is April 22nd and it is the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. And this is a topic that Stephanie and I are so passionate about and we're really excited to talk about Earth Day today because we both love our Earth and love celebrating the Earth. And um, actually last night at dinner, um, sitting with my family, we were talking about Earth Day and I was telling them that we were gonna be doing an episode on it. And my daughter mentioned that the University of Michigan um, actually was one of the first schools to kind of get Earth Day rolling in the sense that they threw an environmental teach-in in early, um, early 1970 and they had 15,000 participants come and that served as a model for the official Earth Day which launched on April 22nd, 1970. So I thought that was kind of a cool, fun fact. My son goes to the University of Michigan and um, just another 
fun fact about how Earth Day got started. That's so cool because Marnie, you and I were talking before we jumped on live is that neither one of us knew about Earth Day growing up and it started before we were even born. It wasn't something that was talked about in school like it is now and it wasn't a focus even in our own homes. And so we're just excited that, you know, in this day and age, and even our kids are aware of what it is, right? It's become much more of a, a national, you know, day, if you will, and people are becoming much more focused on taking care of the earth. And I think that brings us to our current environment with Corona, the Corona pandemic and stay at home. And there's been a lot of silver linings related to the earth. Um, there's been a lot of, you know, posts out there, even just talking about how mother earth is talking to us and she's really happy because pollution has gone down and people are biking and walking more. Um, and there was something that I read just recently that was just posted a couple days ago, that the Himalayas are now visible for the first time in Northern India in decades. And there's pictures out there and all these um, residents of Northern Italy are just, you know, so excited to be able to see the, the mountaintop again. Which um, is so because, crazy, right? Like this is a side effect of the coronavirus and everybody staying home and people aren't driving and the factories are closed and all these things that are happening and in the meantime the air on our in our earth is clearing up um i also similarly saw something about the city of los angeles and i think i even saw a photo where it showed like a photo of the smog in the 80s and then today and the difference between you know showing the clear skies and the clear blue skies and you know the city of los angeles and apparently the air there is the cleanest it's been in years and years and years which is crazy and you mentioned it's because of a lot of the traffic and the commuters and i mean i don't i've never lived in la but you always hear stories how the traffic is so bad in la so you know, no one likes sitting in traffic anyway. And now we have this added bonus of um, the reduction in pollution and smog. And so, I don't yep. know. Yeah. And it really is, um, you know, our responsibility as humans to leave the earth better than when we entered it. Right? I mean, it's, exactly. it's a responsibility that we have to it take is, care and of I think this earth. And I think it's a responsibility that's been forgotten, quite honestly, mm -hmm. for many people, right? Just in general, we go about our lives and we're busy. So we're all about convenience. So whether it's takeout food, grabbing the plastic water bottle and then throwing it away, either in the trash or maybe the recycle bin. And sometimes it ends up then in the water and in the food that we eat. Um, but we've just forgotten to slow down and appreciate what the earth has given to us and then to give back to the earth so that it can continue for generations and generations. So anyway, we wanted to kind of go over um, just a few simple things that a person can do to, you know, help our earth, make it, make it a better place, leave it a better place for our children. Um, there's a lot of like just little, small, tiny changes you can make in your own life and they really do add up. So we thought we'd just touch on a few of those today, um, you know, I'll just start with a simple one. When you're brushing your teeth, turn off the faucet when you're actually doing your brushing and only turn the water on when you need it. I know I was guilty of leaving the water running and running and running for a very long time. And my husband would 
say all the time, why aren't you turning off the water when you're brushing your teeth? And it like, I, to be honest, it really wasn't on my radar for a while. Now I'm very aware of it and I do do that. But again, simple change, turn off the faucet when you're brushing your teeth. Exactly. Um, and you know, this gets to food and cooking a bit, but cooking meals at home, and it's obviously something people are doing quite a bit right now, but the reduction in all the packaging from the takeout um, helps with, you know, with the environment. And so I think continuing to do some of the things that we started doing during stay at home into the future, again, will continue to help the environment. Um, and, you know, as Marnie said, like when you're cooking, there's a lot of opportunity. And when you're cleaning up, there's a lot of opportunity to not have the water running as much as, you know, a lot of us do. And that, you know, in terms of the takeout and stuff, that also goes right into two other ones. One of them is, you know, ditching the plastic as much as you possibly can. Buy glass containers, reuse glass jars, pickle jars, whatever. Um, and just try and really ditch plastic as much as possible. Even the utensils, plastic water bottles, you know, get yourself the cute glass or stainless steel or reusable water bottle or mug. There's and so many. We actually have one on our website if you want um, that Marty and I love. Do you, do you have it there? Oh, we, never mind. We, it doesn't matter because there's well, no you video. Can't see it, but if you head <laughs> over to our website under products, you can see the new, it's a stainless steel white water bottle with a reusable straw and a lid and it's good for hot and cold beverages. So you can use it for your coffee, tea, water, smoothies, any beverage Whatever. you're choosing. Um, so that's just an easy way and make sure your kids have one. And so instead of going, when you're out, when you're back out, you know, going to different events and places and things like that, really make an effort to just get in the habit of either having a water bottle filled in your car. Um, I have the opposite issue where I have too many water bottles, like reusable water bottles in my car at any one time. But making sure your kids get in the habit of filling up a water bottle if you're going to go somewhere and you're going to be gone for a couple hours so you don't have to rely on going to a concession stand or the store to pick up a water bottle. You just get in the habit um, and eventually it just becomes like brushing your teeth and you won't even, you know, it won't become something you even need to think about. It just becomes second nature. We've even been using our water bottles a lot at home because with everybody home, there have been glasses everywhere. Nobody knows who's or who's and it's driving me crazy. And then the dishwasher's filling up. And so I'm like, everybody pick their water bottle, use your water bottle, know what it looks like, yeah. and then we'll not have this issue anymore. So. That's so funny. We've been doing the same thing because I'll look and there's like five or six water glasses all over like the kitchen. Yes. I have the same issue with it. So that's why I've been using our water bottle everywhere. Everyone knows it's mine. Um, um, and like Marty mentioned, just reusing glass containers. So a lot of products that you buy, whether it's a condiment or like pickles, whatever it is, it comes in a glass jar. So instead of recycling that, take the label off, run it through your dishwasher and reuse it. Mm -hmm. And it's always great to have extra glass containers on hand. So if you have leftovers of like a soup or something that's a liquid you could put in there, you can even use them to store your cut up vegetables. I mean, there's so, so many uses for glass containers. So really think even before you recycle, how can I repurpose this and use it at home? And then that helps you replace those plastic Tupperware containers that a lot of us have. Um, 
in your house and you can do it for free. There's no cost to you. So um, another, another very simple tip, turn off the lights in a room if you're not in the room. I mean, it's, it's really just about building a habit there. Like that was drilled into me as a child from my dad. I think Stephanie said the same thing. Like, same exact thing. Now I feel like I'm trying to drill it into my kids. But if you're, if you're sitting in the kitchen and the sun is shining and it's light out, do you really need the lights on? Like, let's turn off the lights, right? Exactly. And it drives me crazy when my kids like leave the house for school and they leave their light on yes. you know, all day. Yep. So that's a really simple thing. Everybody can do it. Um, another one that I am guilty of, especially in the winter, is sitting in my car and leaving it running. Like if I'm waiting for my kids, you know, from an activity or whatever. But it's better to just turn your car off unless obviously you're going to freeze or something instead of letting it just, you know, idle. And then you're letting all that pollution go out into the air. Exactly. I'm guilty of that also, but I think that's partially because we live in a really cold climate in the winter. But if it's warmer out and you're waiting, you know, just turn the car off and sit there and wait. Don't let it idle. Exactly. Um, one that I like that um, we wanted to mention is just taking the stairs over the elevator. And I, I like that because it's dual purpose. You know, you're not using the elevator, but then you're getting movement in. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, another just easy thing to do. Get some. And, and, you know, um, piggybacking off of that, if you have the opportunity to walk or bike somewhere instead of driving, by all means, go for it. Like, I wish I lived somewhere where I could walk to a restaurant or walk to the grocery store. You know, unfortunately, the suburb I live in, it's not that conducive to city walking. <laughs> but, um, there are many people that do live in cities where they can walk or bike to work and that's amazing. Absolutely. <clears throat> We're going to do that a lot more this summer, I think. Uh, bring your own, you know, mug when you go to get coffee or tea somewhere. Um, another easy one. Mm -hmm. um, see LED light bulbs. And this is something that we talked about on a recent episode, episode number two, sorry, 22. With Lissy Schiffman. Yep. With Lissy Schiffman, we talk about this and just upgrading your light bulbs to LED. And it's actually not, it's not a big cost investment. And these light bulbs last a long time. So that's something that next time you need a light bulb, if you're not already using LED light bulbs, um, I would definitely encourage you to do so. And um, a couple other ones that I really like are, you know, adding plants to the inside of your home, um, you know, adding some greenery, some life into your home, even outside of your home, obviously planting a garden, mm -hmm. planting flowers, spice gardens, maybe things Stephanie mentioned earlier that don't require, you know, a crazy amount of watering. Um, you can also even add like bird feeders to have some wildlife in your yard. Yeah, and if you've never planted a garden and I have a, a black thumb for the most part, I'm really lucky that my husband loves gardening because I love the output, but I don't not always good at the maintenance. Just start by doing some herbs. Pick an herb that you like. Basil's a great one to grow. Um, or rosemary, oregano, chives, and 
get a pot. You don't need to live in, on, you know, an acre of yard um, to have a garden. We lived in Chicago for a number of years in a condo and then in a house that didn't really have much um, green space. And we had great um, plants in there. We just used big pots and you could plant even peppers and tomatoes using a pot and putting it on a deck if you live in an apartment or a condo or a small living space. So if my point is you don't need a huge yard and live in the suburbs to plant a garden, you can start small and just pick an herb. And let me tell you, the best thing is just going outside and saying, oh, you want some basil for dinner and being able to just Cut pick a few leaves spices. from your basil plant and put it on your salad or your dish or in your pasta or whatever you want um and it's just a great it's a great feeling all around yeah and i i totally agree and i love gardening um and i i grow things in the ground and i grow things in pots and sometimes i find the pots even easier because if, especially if i put them on my deck because then when i want to go grab those spices for when i'm cooking dinner i can just get them right off of my deck as opposed to walking down into the garden and kind of depends what what's being grown, but it's really, really easy to start gardening and learning how to garden. And like, I mean, literally you can buy a pack of seeds and throw them in the ground and they'll grow. So I mean, think about when we were little, like there'd probably be little projects at school, right? Where you would get an egg carton and yeah. you would do it in school with your teacher and you would watch and see that they would grow. So it just takes a little water and a little, you know, little soil and a couple seeds and that's all you really need to get started. And, and speaking of gardening, um, shopping at your local farmer's market is another great way to support um, local people, get fresh produce, sometimes, you know, um, organic produce. And while you're at the farmer's market using, you know, your reusable bags instead Always. of the plastic bags and all of those things really do reduce your footprint. Um, Absolutely. And I'm so glad actually that a lot of stores are now charging for the bag. And again, it's just, you know, it's kind of unfortunate we have to get to the point, but at the same time, it'll hopefully help create some new habits for people that don't want to pay the cost to say, hey, I'm going to bring a bag because we all know we have a stockpile of bags if you're like me and you keep them. But I have a couple of awesome reusable bags I've had for years and years. They don't wear out. And I always keep at least one or two of them in the car at all times. So if I'm just going into a store to pick up something really quick, I can grab a bag. I leave it like in the inside little um, holder in my door. I have a couple of those. They'll kind of like roll up really tight and you can throw them in your purse. And then I have a whole stack of bags that I bring to the grocery store and I just keep them in my garage near my car. So when I'm going to the store, I grab it and I've got five or six really big bags that I can use at the store. Um, so that's, another super easy one to do. And um, let's see here, as we, as we kind of wrap up another, uh, uh, you know, one more that's like near and dear to my heart. I'm not a meat eater. Um, at least I'm not a red meat eater or a pork eater. And so going meatless has never been difficult for me personally, but I know it is difficult for a lot of people that love to eat meat. And even if you can reduce, you know, one meat meal per week, that can make a huge impact. And um, we found the statistic that it takes 1,800 gallons of water 
to produce a single pound of meat, which, which is, is crazy, crazy, right? That's a lot of water. So, you know, I don't and know if you've heard water. of it. That's not like the transportation, you know, the actual process of processing. Right. That's from the animal one, to the meat and the, you know, and then get shipping it to wherever you live. So it's, meatless yeah. Monday, you know, one day a week, see if you can reduce and maybe eat a plant-based meal instead and yeah, see how it goes. Try it's, it out. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we challenge you to try that out. Try it out. We actually have a plant-based recipe book. So if you're looking for some inspiration and you don't think, oh gosh, I have meat and potato eaters in my house and they're not going to like this. Trust me, I started doing this a few years ago, just on Mondays during Lent. We celebrate Easter and my kids all enjoyed everything. It was just one day a week and I made a meatless Monday dinner. I tried to get them to also eat meatless for breakfast and lunch and no complaints. Rarely do we have a complaint. I found some new recipes. So I think it's all about just step outside your comfort zone as to what you perceive a meatless Monday dish to be. Mm -hmm. We um, actually last night, I made these chickpea burgers that my kids all love. I mean, even my oldest, who is a meat potato guy, loves these burgers. And we had an entirely plant-based meal. So I, I need to try those. Those sound really good. They're, they are really, really good. Um, so as we wrap up here, I think both of us kind of agree that our absolute favorite thing to do, um, in general, and especially on Earth Day is to go for a hike, to yeah. get outside in nature, put your phone away, enjoy your surroundings, enjoy your family, and just really get out there and appreciate, you know, the earth. And I think one thing when you're on that hike, and since we are at stay at home, hopefully everyone will have an opportunity to do this look around you and look at like the birds and like we were on a walk the other day and we saw a bald eagle and pay attention to oh the you know the leaves are budding on the trees now maybe there's some flowers blooming where you are and another thing you could even do or maybe if you have kids or um you could do it yourself is pick up trash that you see which would be a great thing to do today right as part of helping leave the earth um a better place than leave it a better place than it is now. And hopefully it won't be snowing on Earth Day like it is right now <laughs> while we're recording this. I hope not. It's snowing again. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm over it. If you live in Minnesota, I mean, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're done with the winter here. But the weather's forecasting to be nicer next week. So we're crossing our fingers that everyone can get outside and enjoy a beautiful Earth Day. And um, yeah, we just... Hope that you're able to implement a couple of these changes and head on over to our Instagram or our Facebook page, which will all be linked up in the show notes and share what you're doing. Even take a picture if you're out on your hike and tag us in it. We'd love to hear from you. And have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook. 
where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.